Welcome to Cromwell Listens, the podcast about town. For July 19th, 2021, I'm James M. Neeland. This episode will be speaking with Michael Brillis, Connecticut artist, Cromwell advocate. The arts, let's talk about them. What do the arts mean for our community? What do the arts mean for any community? Can they enrich? Can they involve? Can they bring people together in creative expression and appreciation of their community? They can do all those things, and today we'll discuss that. Michael Brillis will talk about his involvement in the arts, his own personal projects, ongoing and upcoming, and his involvement with the Cromwell Creative District. And there's a lot going on there too, so without further ado, let's get to it. The Arts in Cromwell with Michael Brillis. I'm sitting here with Mr. Michael Brillis. Hello. Hello. Hi, Michael. Now, you are a resident of Cromwell, local artist. And how long have you lived in Cromwell? I, I moved back to Cromwell in 2018, but I lived in Cromwell uh, going all the way back to uh, when I was in sixth grade. So it, it, I've, I've got a lot of history here, but I'm new coming back. It's a long-standing resident. And you're the owner of two companies that uh, in the in the in the area that deals sort of in the uh, art well maybe kind of in the art well you tell us all about it Michael yes uh, well I have I have two different businesses one is a consultative services organization that I do technology strategies uh, within public housing for that um, but aside from that I also have a, another company which is uh, Zendigity Enterprises LLC that does businesses both ZDP drone photography and Zendigity Productions and between those two. Uh, uh, the one I'm mainly here to talk about is Zendigity Enterprises. Oh, please. Alec. What are some of your upcoming projects through Zendigity? Uh, well, ongoing I, projects? The, currently, we're working on uh, putting together the uh, Cromwell Creative District's uh, uh, block party that's happening on August 21st. Nice. Uh, the whole concept there is I, I, I've been with CCD, or I'd been with CCD, uh, for a little over a year and then left it. And then James had asked me to be part of the the process of this block that is party. Right. That's the Cromwell Creative District Correct. under the Cromwell Arts Alliance. Correct, yes. And James is Mr. James Demetriotis, who is the uh, town is, councilman, and he's also, is he president or vice president of the Cromwell Creative District? I believe he is vice president. Vice president. And okay, uh, cool. the whole thing there, uh, I'd left uh, Cromwell Creative District having a uh, uh, kind of a disagreement with one of the ways that they were utilizing their, their systems, and mm-hmm. that they were focused mainly on art from a level of uh, of, of demonstrating your growth over time uh, and expertise uh, when you get into like fine arts, that type of art. And to me, it should really be about chaotic art, things that anybody can do to express their creativity. Uh, things like tie-dyeing, things yeah, like... Yeah, expand uh, on that. Um, well, my, my specific role in, in the block party is I'll be manning a tent. And in that tent, we're going to have a six foot by eight foot uh, uh, canvas that we're going to encourage people to uh, to help paint, and then we're going to utilize uh, negative space to create an image on that, so that when we're done, we're going to have a six foot by eight foot mural that we can attach to the side of the the sewage. Building. That sounds terrific. Yeah. So you're in terms of you said 
chaotic art versus more of a demonstrable or demonstrative art. Yes. You want to explain that? Like, uh, like I, elaborate on that concept? Exactly. My, my, my girlfriend, Jen, she was actually featured by Cromwell Creative Group. She's one of, uh, nice. she's a fine artist. She paints miniatures and it's a very delicate work that requires literally years of, of patience and learning to do. Is there a website and, you want to plug for her? Uh, yeah, that, that would be stilllifeminiatures.com. Uh, uh, and she also just recently started a 3D printing business, which is uh, T3D Arts, or uh, T3D LLC, uh, no, T3DArts.com. <laughs> nice. T3D-Arts.com. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with that, it was just a natural thing for her because she paints the miniatures and now she can print the miniatures and paint the miniatures. And, but that, that type of art, to me, I've got very little hand-eye coordination. So it's, uh, it's one of those, like, if I sit down to try to draw something, we'll both be sitting here guessing for hours about what it was I tried to draw. Um, I'm somebody, though, So that, no still like bowls of fruit in the future. Exactly. <laughs> I, got, I got started with uh, acrylics, a two-part polyacrylic epoxy resins that we used to mix with various powdered pigments and it actually started while I was working within housing as we saw a lot of people were throwing furniture away so we had, we had created a, a secondary piece that we referred to as second life artwork where we took these these pieces of furniture and then we utilized this two-part polyacrylic epoxy mixed with these pigments in order to create these three-dimensional images inside of them mm. um, and then from there I've, I've actually built a lot off of the stuff that I do with resin and I, I qualify that as chaos art because from the moment where you start mixing the resin, you have very little amount of time to perform the actions before the resin hardens. And so you're really in the midst of something that's slopping and oozing all over the place and you have to direct the flow of it and you have to control what's happening with it so that at the end, the final piece comes out close to what you're looking for. Um, and, and that's just controlled chaos. And as one of the pieces that when I first met my girlfriend, I had shown her and I had said, hey, you know, like, look, I, I can't paint the way you can paint, but here's the deal. We're going to start off, and when this looks, uh, when this is done, it's going to look you know, like something that's galactic that you, you would be wholly impressed with. And we worked together and built our first table together, and then from there, that was, that was just the birth of, of, I think, that we just completed our 50th piece. So now you have a Facebook page. That's specifically for Zen Diggity Productions, correct? Correct. And people can go on there and they can see some of the pieces you've done. Yes. Uh, you wanted to, if, if I'm, like, give the whole official for people listening, what exactly uh, the... That's, uh, that's Zen Diggity Productions, and I also just have Zen Diggity, which is uh, more about uh, a, a completely different kind of concept that... that and just to, be, just to be pedantic, can we spell that? It says... Oh, it's Z-E-N-D-I-G-I-T-Y. Okay. Um... To, to make it really, like, I always get crap for this, but no, go it's, ahead. <laughs> it's, it's broken down into three by three by three. It's, it's about Zen, dig it, and then the why is there that you question inside your mind at the terribleness of the pun. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> nice, yes. It's, uh, yeah, dig it. it exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it, I, I took hold of the word back in uh, 2000 and have used that as part of my branding mechanism uh, where I have zendiggity.com, zendiggity.org, zendiggity.net, and then um, all of the, the branding that's around it through Twitter and everything else that I've done. Um, I actually stepped away from that for a while when I started doing the drone photography stuff, which is the other side of the business. Yeah, tell us about that too. Yes, please also. Uh, yeah. With that, I, I do a lot of drone photography. I typically do uh, construction sites. 
which to me is uh, is just the greatest thing because it's my inner child being able to fly a toy over a bunch of big toys that are building things and and get paid for that. The downside of it is when I bought the drone, I bought it so that I could take these like really beautiful artistic photos of sunsets and things like that from from the sky. But the moment where I started getting paid for that service is it's now just become about photographing construction sites. <laughs> And so it loses some part of the creativity, but it's to that to that side, it's about identifying the the finite details of how to capture your site and, and frame it in a way that and a helps people. So sort of like cooking, like folks love to cook, for instance. Oh, do it for a living, and then they do it for a living. It kind of takes away some of the like you know, I'd say enjoyment, but now I'm doing it for a paycheck. Exactly. So it's sort of like the, it's a different level of uh, yeah. Exactly. But you sound like you love it. Oh, it's it's, it's wonderful time. Yeah. I. I I can remember the exact moment I was flying the drone out to a lighthouse off of, of Mystic, uh, off of Latimer Point. That alone and, just sounds like a lovely day. Yes. That, yeah. and, and on the way back, I encountered a headwind, and it looked like the drone was going to tank, and I had a flight the next day for a construction site. And I remember at that point in time, I'm like, okay, no more unnecessary risks with the drone. <laughs> Are there projects you had to abandon because of weather or other circumstances? It's, had... it's always about identifying like the time frame. This month has been brutal for my flights. Oh, with the rain or the it, storm? Typically, yeah. the first two weeks of, of every month is dedicated towards doing those flights and fitting them in with my normal schedule. So that that way, if everything fails during the first two weeks, I have the second two weeks to try to get on site and get things taken care of. And it's I track the the status of, of how the construction unfolds. So you have to be out ideally every 30 days just to capture that. Yeah. Now, in the Cromwell Middletown area, like say our art scene, do you find a lot of like... You find there's a lot of like responsiveness to what you do. You find other people with whom to bounce off ideas and integrate projects together, or like how would you describe the like say the greater Cromwell arts community? Um, I think I think a lot of people in Cromwell have have um, a liking to my art. Like one of the things that I've known from my time in Cromwell is that they have uh, a very a very tight knit community, and there's a lot of people that have. Uh, a part of them that wants to have the vivid colors and and the splashes of, of of just being different and unfortunately there's a lot of restriction in Cromwell they like their colors very muted and they like things to be very soft and quiet and so to some degree I'm a little bit um, I'm a little bit out of the ordinary for what this area likes for its artists yeah exactly yeah. but to me I I'm just wanting to share the things that I create so. Um, you know, some are going to like it, some are going to hate it, but ultimately the goal for me is to just make it. And if I make something that somebody likes and enjoys and they buy it and they take it home with them, all the better. That's something that they're, they're connected to that carries them through a, a lot longer. And isn't that a great thing? Like, you know, some folks would look at a piece of art and, you know, scratch their heads. I don't get it. Other folks would appreciate it, but there's still a way to embrace that, whether you actually understand it or not. Like somebody could say, Hey, isn't this a wonderful thing for our community or a wonderful piece in the museum? I don't have to like enjoy it or understand it, but I love the fact that it's there. And I love the fact that people are doing this within our community. Exactly. Well, and, and again, it comes back to that, that fine detail um, versus the, the chaos. Uh, to some degree, Cromwell is very much about limiting the amount of chaos that occurs. They want everything... <laughs> 
to be very. And by chaos, know, you mean you're talking spit an artistic. Uh, yeah, thing. just 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 <laughs> the idea of opening Chaotic. up the uh, right. the potential that things could have a bit of calamity come together. And I mean, the yeah. whole thing with the block party is. We want to encourage artists to come out and showcase their work. Mm. We want to encourage vendors that produce artistic items to, to see Cromwell as a place where they can sell their wares, where they can demonstrate their art. And again, my, my purpose there is to encourage people to say, you know, I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm not an artist. Everybody can be an artist. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the beauty of it. If you, if you feel like the only way you can be an artist is to be a, a very detailed oriented very classical structure then it's going to stop you from taking chances it's going to stop you from doing things that ultimately are kind of a enjoyable and freeing thing and, and so, so part of what we're trying to create for this block party is is just a resurgence of that mentality of saying like you're, you're here number one to have fun but we're also going to create something in the experience and that's something that will carry on after the experience is over, hopefully, in a positive way that helps the community feel like they all were a part of something. That's a very good point you made about the person who thinks to him or herself, well, you know, I'm not an artist, so what do I have to contribute? Well, maybe you could be a monologist. You stand before a microphone and you recite poetry. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you have a different way of viewing things. You express it in however you want to express it. So you don't need to be standing before an easel with you know oil paints painting a bowl of fruit in as you said classical maybe that's a very cliche way to state that but you could express your art in many ways and that's what i think is a great thing about our cromwell creative district the ccd where are they looking for people who want to don't uh, in poetry yes you want to uh, write anything you want to do to express yourself approach the group approach people like you michael brillis James Dimitriotis said, what can I contribute to this community? Exactly. Well, and that, that's really our, our overall goal is we really want to try to tie in the community to, to having uh, a space where they can celebrate the arts and celebrate. But it's also about drawing awareness to the area. I mean, the, yes. the, the Pearson Very Park so. side of, of Cromwell has gotten neglected over time and it needs to have some re, uh, re, vibrance. Uh, <laughs> Revival. Exactly. <laughs> I, I knew I had the wrong word. Stepping there. on you. Sorry. The uh, but the the whole point there is is about trying to to bring the town together to mm -hmm. number one celebrate the fact that we can get together as a group again. Very much and so. And to to celebrate the arts, we're looking to have a bunch of food trucks that are there. We're looking to have musicians that are there. And just so we can clear for the well, listeners, the the block party is when August twenty first. August twenty first. Uh, like what, four to eight or six to I, ten? Two or? to seven. Okay, actually. two to seven. So really, it's an all afternoon really affair. Correct. On August eighteenth. August twenty first. I'm, I'm sorry. Follow up. Just, August twenty first. August twenty eighth is our rain date, which you know the way okay. that things are going. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know we're gonna have a really beautiful fall. Yeah, yeah, and I'm all sure. All this lovely yeah, moisture exactly. can be brilliant fall. Yeah. So August twenty first, two to seven p.m. And where Pearson Park? Area? In Pearson Park. Pearson Park. Yes. So really, a celebration of Cromwell arts, a celebration of Cromwell. Exactly. So come one, come all. Now, are people encouraged to bring their, if not for vendors, but are people encouraged to bring their artwork to the block party? Anybody that wants to be a part of the block party, it's $25 for a 10 by 10 tent. Okay, for and a vendor. For a vendor. Okay. So if you want to sell your art, that, that, that's a place to come set up your tent. 
if you're just looking to, to bring your art, um, it would be best to, to send an email to Cromwell Creative District at gmail.com. Okay. And, uh, is there a phone number for or just the email is Just the way? email okay. is, is your best bet there. And then from there, um, you know, we can, we can try to find some way to work that in. We're looking to have uh, a couple of, of booths that are set up for children. So um, oh, nice. we're looking to nice. have a, uh, uh, a booth for sand art, and a, a booth for doing tie-dyes. And Jennifer... I wonder if we could tie that in with the Cromwell Children's Coalition. Because I worked with that group. Maybe have them say, hey, anybody interested? Mm. Maybe have something that, like, even Absolutely. like the Cromwell Youth Services. Absolutely. We're yeah. definitely Which in need I'm of I'm sure they're already probably behind the scenes doing that already, probably. I, so. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So would you say that, again, getting back to the whole Cromwell art scene, we're a pretty, we're a pretty encouraging community. Yes. We'd like, you, you, you'd say, like, yeah, we pretty, pretty much do what we can to bring people forward and they can express themselves. And, there, there's yeah. definitely a, a, a desire, I think, amongst a, a lot of the people within Cromwell to, to have this type of a function, um, to, to show off the, the side of Cromwell that uh, is, is a little bit more wild, a little bit more excited, <laughs> Um, and, and wants to, to show off some of the, the artistic capabilities we have here. Um, I, I think it, it will be a, a very nice experience once it all comes together. Uh, but again, the more volunteers that we can get on board, the more people who want to participate. And the, what's that email address again? That's uh, Cromwell Creative District at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, from there, you know, anyone who wants to volunteer, that'd be where I would definitely direct them. Uh, it, you know, we're, I think, five weeks away now. So yeah, the 21st. It, yeah, it's right coming around the corner. Yeah. Will, will your company, Zendigity, have a table there? I'm going to be part of the interactive booth. So okay. we're setting up a six-foot by eight-foot uh, tent. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 we're setting up a 16 by 20. We're setting up. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Take we're your we're time. setting up a 10-foot by 10-foot uh, by 20-foot tent where we have a, an eight-foot by 10-foot canvas that we're going to be direct, uh, uh, directing people to throw paint on and to, to add paint to. Wow. Uh, in order to create nice. a mural that will be left behind. Yeah. Um, now, getting so, back to, what was your, like, how did you get, maybe this is it's cliche to say, how did you get interested in art? Like, what's your background in art? Like, how did you come about to, sit, like, to, begin, to learn to begin to express yourself artistically? Um, to tell you the truth, it started sitting at my desk uh, in a corporate office, bending paper clips into different abstract sculptures. And then I thought to myself, wow, it would be really neat to take photographs of that and then blow it up really big and see how it distorts the image. And at the time I was going through a class that uh, they had talked about, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you can find something that you can create and sell it, boom, you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So that had been my start was, all right, I'm going to create a series of images of, of various paper clips bent into various you know uh, scenes and then photograph it. And I'll create my first art out of that. And that was, that was how it started. And then from there, uh, I, while I was working within public housing, I'd gotten uh, furniture that people were throwing away and brought it back to life by using a two-part polyacrylic epoxy resin mixed with various powdered pigments in order to create kind of a galactic uh, three-dimensional image on top of it. And folks can see these images on the Zendigity Facebook page. Correct. Okay, cool. uh, as well as my my personal page, as well as if they go to oh, Zendigity.com. Oh, please promote your personal... Yeah, James, uh, James. Michael, please promote your personal page. <laughs> yes, well, uh, my websites, I've got Zendigity.com, uh, ZDP, 
LLC.com and ZCSLLC.com. Uh, those are the, the main websites for all of my businesses. Uh, the ZDP is for the drone photography, the ZCS is for my consultative services, and then uh, Zendiggity.com is for all of my artwork and the showcase of what Zendiggity is all about. And now specifically on the drone photography, if folks wanted to, anyone listening wanted to approach Mr. Michael Brillis and say, that sounds like something our company or we could need. Where could somebody approach you directly for your drone photography services? Uh, if they send me an email at mike at ZCSLLC, I, I will respond to that. Uh, likewise, they can go to my website and I've got a contact page on there that they can reach me through. Uh, on average, I typically fly uh, for construction sites, but I can, I'm, uh, I'm UAS 107 licensed and fully insured. Nice. So I'm fully legal to, to fly drones professionally for a living. Uh, and that's for whatever your actual needs are. We, I've got a job coming up uh, in Massachusetts where they want me to get a bunch of parking lots so that they can show all the parking lots that are empty throughout the day while this one particular town has struggling you know, with people finding places to park. So, you know, my services are for anyone that needs to get a, a bird's eye view of anything. So, yeah, so really for anything in that area, people, you sound like a kind of a one-stop shop for any kind of aerial photographic need. If anyone has that, exactly. contact, contact Mr. Michael Brillis. Yes. Okay. And getting back to the, segueing this back to the creative, the Cromwell Creative District, do you see, like, say, like, use, are you, will you be doing, like, a, a drone shot of the block party that day, like something to put on Facebook or something? Or um, that's an unfair question, maybe? We, yeah, we, we've explored some, of, some of those items. The, the big thing there is uh, having to just make sure that um, we, we get the right view. I know I'm going to have a lot of things that I'll be doing that day, so I may not be able to get I'm the I'm sure you'll be busy, yeah, yeah. Okay, and one, we always ask our guests the, the, the follow-up, the uh, final question, uh, what do you think? What's what are what do you most like about the town of Cromwell? Your impressions. What do you most find like you like most about the town of Cromwell? For me, Cromwell is my the first place I had felt like home when I came to Connecticut. Wow. I came as a homeless child, and Cromwell was the first place that we lived in where we were secure and where we lived. So I forever link that back to that sense of home. Uh, when my mother died, I moved back specifically because I, I feel like it's one of the best towns in Connecticut and its location is perfect for being able to get places. And the people just have a, a certain industrious spirit to them that I've always admired. Um, I mean, as a child growing up in Cromwell, it, it, it always felt very much connected and, and communal and it always had this undercurrent of kind of a funky vibe to it that <laughs> I think is is very unique um, but overall I mean I look at, at Cromwell as a, a place that has provided me with opportunity it, it it's it's a place that allows somebody who came here in destitute poverty and homelessness to achieve a life that is uh, absolutely wonderful, financially beneficial, and and, and you know, I, I don't think I would have been able to have done that elsewhere. So, you know, for that, I, I mean, to me, a big part of what I'm interested in in Cromwell is kind of giving back. Um, nice. It, that's the reason why I first joined with the CCD is because I saw what happened in Meriden and how they utilized their creative district 
and I wanted to be of service to Cromwell and helping them to bring prosperity into it because I think that that is the best thing I can do to help the town is to help gain that, that sense of prosperity out of the ashes of COVID, out of the ashes of mm. financial damages that have been done. And the arts being such a major part of that. Well, exactly. Well, and that, again, going back to how a creative district works, you utilize arts as a mechanism towards drawing attention to the area that is uh, struggling with getting you know, people into buildings. To you know, If you look at parts of downtown Cromwell, there's areas that businesses could be there that are unfortunately not even aware that they can have a business there. And so in order to draw more attention to that area, we put on artistic events in order to help them you know, show off the area. And then from there, what happens is some of these vendors will see the area, they'll see the people, and then they'll want to, uh, to set up shop. And then at that point in time, that helps build some economic growth into the town. I should have researched the figures specifically, but we've all heard the numbers. That, like, uh, it goes as for every $1 spent, it's, it's about like three to five dollars in exactly. economic return based upon. So the arts a wonderful investment for any community. Absolutely, the more the more a community invests in its artistic side, the greater that community tends to prosper. Simply because with creativity comes ingen, ingenuity, mm-hmm. ingenuity, <laughs> and the more the more that we can unlock that creativity in people, the more that helps them take whatever steps that they want to take after towards uh, building their business, towards becoming an entrepreneur. And that, I mean, it's, it's really one of the underpinnings of, of successful community development is encouraging that artistic side of it. It's a quality of life issue, really. Absolutely. And to me, I'm a big, I'm a champion of public libraries. And the Cromwell Belden Public Library, I think it's, like, I'm biased, I think it's the best in the area. And they had that big refurbishing and unveiling last year. So really, uh, Library information, the arts, it, it all ties together. Absolutely. We are basically a community that appreciates that. And the very heartfelt story you told about your upbringing here in this town, how you were welcomed, how your family was welcomed. Thank you for sharing that, Michael. Mm. That's really that's really nice. Well, it, and it means... I, I hope folks listen to that and appreciate that and realize you appreciate this community. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that the, the biggest struggle for me is, is just that... The more I, I am here, the more I want to try to help find ways to make this town better. And to some degree, that creates its own, uh, its own difficulty in, in just standing up and saying, hey, let's do this, and not feeling like you're trying to tell people to do something they don't want to do. You know, I want to try but to... There's nothing wrong with encouraging folks to kind of, you know... Come on, come all, come in, take a look, see what we're doing here. Well, exactly. Well, and that, I mean, that's the thing. Like the, it's it's very much about um, trying to get like one of the hardest things to do is to get people to step up onto a stage and to demonstrate their talent. Oh yeah. And and to to put an event like this on and to turn out to all the people of Cromwell and say, "Come, show us your talent." It's a bold statement. It's a it's a difficult thing because it's a confident statement. It, it's 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 a challenge to to that mentality of saying like like oh like you know, you want me to to take on my my inner fears come out of the shadow and perform yes like it's it's such a it, it, <laughs> and and that's that's part of the the difficulty of it. and again I I prior to when I moved back to to Cromwell I lived in Hartford for. Uh, 
several years. And while I was there, I was part of uh, Hartford's uh, Open Studio Hartford, which is Connecticut's largest art space at this at this point. And we've we've been lucky and that we've worked with uh, Cynthia, who was responsible for the entire build of that, who is has agreed to come on board with CCD to help us out with putting on the show. So it's it to me, it's it's one of those really neat things where if we can incorporate some of Hartford's art scene into into Cromwell and showcase some of of what we we can gain from the artists that they have. I think that that's, that's a great way of connecting our community with the other communities around that the wonderful area. Wonderful cross-community connections whereby, yeah, Hartford and Cromwell and, you know, different counties, different communities. But, hey, you know what? It's all, it's all related. It's all, it's all people. Thank you. Yes, it's all people. It's all people. Now, Michael, could you give uh, two things? Give... Number one again, give the Facebook your Zendigity Facebook again. That's uh, that's Zendigity Productions. If you if you go anywhere on the internet and you type in Z E N D I G I T Y, you will find me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and could you give the address again for your aerial drone company? That is Z D P L L C dot com. Okay, and once again, it's August. Uh, it's at Tuesday. No, it's uh, Tuesday. And we have to be it's weekend. Saturday. Saturday, thank you. Saturday, August 18th. August 21st. 21st. I did it again. See, that's my artistic side. <laughs> Left brain, right brain. So it's Saturday, August 21st, rain date the 28th. Yes. For the block party, the Cromwell Creative District Art uh, Block Party in Pearson Park. Yes. And uh, A the Taste a of the Arts. A Taste of the Arts. Nice. And the email address for folks who either want to vend or they just want more information is again? Cromwell Creative District at gmail.com. Excellent. Michael, it was really a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed it. You as well. I'm glad and, to have uh, you. And we'll look forward to August 18th and the best of luck in all your future ventures. Excellent. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the conversation on Cromwell Listens today. Great topic with a great guy, Michael Brillis. Interesting, fascinating, a lot of stuff going on in our community. Once again, I boofed, goofed. The Cromwell Creative District is having its block party on Saturday, August 21st. In the editing process, I realized I had said 18th for what, the 18th time towards the end? Boop, correction. Cromwell Creative District our block party on August, Saturday, August 21st, from 2 to 7 in Pearson Park in Cromwell, of course. Uh, rain date, August 28th. But uh, again, terrific conversation, terrific guy. The arts, very important to our community and hopefully important to you too. So thanks again for listening. And hey, stay safe, stay strong. Have a great summer. <laughs>